Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. I'm Josh Buchan, and today we're learning Yevamot 88. So there's this book that I love called The Story of My Wife, written by a Hungarian poet and novelist, Milan Fust, and I'm sure I'm not pronouncing his name right, so if someone out there knows how to pronounce it, please contact me. Anyway, he was nominated for a Nobel Prize in Literature. He didn't get it. But he should have, because this is really a phenomenal book. And it, it sort of came into my life very fortuitously. An ex-girlfriend, she was my girlfriend at the time, found this book on the street quite randomly and gave it to me. And I read it and fell in love with it. Unfortunately, this was over 10 years ago and I no longer have it. But the story has always stayed with me. It's, it's basically about a sea captain in the 19th century who goes away to sea, which is what sea captains do, leaving his wife home alone. And the whole time that he's away, his mind is perpetually spinning about whether or not his wife is being faithful to him. He's convinced that his wife is having an affair. And the book is sort of told from his perspective. He's a very unreliable narrator, so it's never really totally clear whether or not she is. But that question of how we in our community sort of handle a long period of time like that is very much paralleled in the Gemara here. So we have this interesting Mishnah, and I have to I have to back up because this Mishnah is at the is on eighty seven B. I apologize for those who are daily daf differently purists, but the Mishnah raises this question. It says, with regard to a woman whose husband went overseas, and they don't specify here that her husband is a sea captain, but of course, knowing this book and knowing how much I love this book, this is sort of the first place where my mind went. So the Mishnah says, if a woman whose husband went overseas, and witnesses came and said to her. Your husband is dead, right? So her husband hasn't been gone. She hasn't heard from him. And then witnesses come back and tell us that that the wife, sorry, that the, that the husband has died and the wife is left alone. The woman is permitted to marry another man on the basis of this testimony, right? And the mission goes on to say, and afterwards, if her husband comes back from some other country, she's required to leave both men, right? And she was required to get a, a get, a, a, a contract, a divorce contract from both of her, from both husbands, from her old husband and her new husband. The Mishnah sort of brings up this idea. Now I'm on 88A. So we have this interesting, interesting sort of sentence sort of going off of that sent, going off of that, of that Mishnah. So the Mishnah says the when, when the Mishnah was talking about how she had to leave her husband and leave the other one, the, we have this interesting phrase by Rav, who says, this applies, or he taught this halacha, only in the case where she married the second man based on the testimony of one witness. But if the wife remarried, right, so she married the second husband, on the basis of the testimony of two witnesses, she does not have to leave him. So right away we have something very interesting here. This whole case I find to be so fascinating. So the woman... From her perspective, she thinks her husband has died. She has gone through her mourning process. She has grieved. She's moved on. 
you know, however long that took. And, and now she, and now we have a case where the question is, can she, or must she really, divorce both men based on the testimony of witnesses? So, so before this, I should point out that we had this interesting phrase here where they say, due to the case of a deserted wife, the sages were lenient with her, meaning the allowed one witness to testify, right? And normally we wouldn't necessarily, we wouldn't do, we wouldn't, we wouldn't accept the testimony of just one witness. But their concern was that in a case like this, the woman might be stuck in sort of this liminal space with her husband's being gone. She doesn't know what happens with him. And like, you know, how do we know we're going to get two uh, reliable witnesses from this faraway place where her husband is coming to testify about whether or not her husband is alive? So the sages were leaning. It says, so for that reason, we accept the testimony of one person. But the Gemara then goes on here to say, in the case where she has to divorce both men, this is if... She, if she remarried based on the testimony of only one person. But if the testimony was based on two people, she doesn't have to remarry. Now, it seems like there's a problem with this, right? There are a couple of problems. I guess one problem is the issue of fairness. Another problem is the issue of, of sort of just, just logicalness, I guess. It doesn't seem logical that two men would come back and testify that one man was dead and then he shows up back from the dead. But I guess from the rabbi's point of view, it's more likely that the person who the witnesses are claiming is dead is actually dead if there are two witnesses rather than just a mere one witness. So in that case, if there are two witnesses, then the Gemara says we don't have to, we don't force the woman to divorce both men, right? Now, as I said, the, the first problem with this is that it's sort of uh, ridiculous. And the Gemara, in fact, agrees with me that it's kind of ridiculous. The Gemara goes on to say, they laughed at Rav, at Rav about this matter in the West, meaning the West being Eretz Yisrael. And this is what they said. They said, this man, the first husband, has come and stands before us, and yet you say she does not have to leave her second husband? It's totally illogical, the claim that, that Rav is making. Rav is saying that with the second husband standing there, right in front of her, the Gemara is saying, because we had two witnesses come along once and testify that this man was dead, she doesn't have to, to divorce her new husband and go back to her old husband. Which is, which is insane because he's standing right there. It doesn't make any sense to me. And, and, you know, the people in the West, in Eretz Yisrael, in the Gemara, they're also, they're also baffled by this sort of this, this sort of improbable and sort of absurd suggestion. But I guess you could look at it from the reverse side, which is always fun to do when you study Gemara, which is that if you want to be fair, and I don't know if we really do, and I don't think the world really is fair, but if we wanted to be fair, you could say that, well, you know, she might have to divorce this, she might have to divorce her old husband because she's remarried to this new person. Like looking at it from an emotional point of view for her, like who is she more invested in at this point, right? The husband who she was maybe once married to, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, who she hasn't seen, or this new husband who she's built a new life to, a uh, new life with, excuse me. You know, it's sort of unclear, right? And sort of, I know it's impossible to really judge relationships. I know that we can't really, really uh, uh, make like a very clear, you know, value judgment based on different relationships. But, but it does seem like the Gemara is presenting an interesting challenge here. Uh, fortunately, the Gemara's way of, of, a, of sort of a, um, resolving this, or at least explaining it, the Gemara says, no, no, no. This is necessary to say that this is a situation where 
we do not know the man who is coming before us claiming to be the husband. So what the Gemara is saying is that if the woman's first husband went away and she re and two witnesses come testifying that he has died, and then another man comes, and then she remarries. Sorry, it's very confusing. Then she remarries. Then her original first husband comes back. If we, the court, do not recognize this man as her husband, meaning we don't know him, we've never seen him before, there's some doubt about it, he can be an imposter. In that case, she does not have to, to divorce her new husband. And, you know, again, think about it in terms of fairness, it raises a lot of questions. Well, if he was her original husband, well, doesn't he have some right to be with her? You could also say, though, that like he's been gone for X number of years, and you know, maybe he's forfeited his right to be in that relationship. Uh, I tend to be a very trusting person. I think I tend to be too trusting. And, you know, for me, I read this story, and I think, wow, the poor husband, who, you know, who knows, maybe he was captured, and, you know, he was in prison somewhere, or he sort of underwent some incredible, incredible hardship, and, you know, all of a sudden he comes back and his wife is, is no longer there or is no longer available to him. Uh, that doesn't seem right to me because I want to believe his claim. I mean, it also reminds me of, of the story in the Odyssey where he's gone for 10 years or 20 years, 10 years for the war and 10 years to get home. And he comes back and there are sort of other suitors pursuing his wife. And, uh, you know, the, the injustice, I think, from his perspective is real and profound. But the injustice from her perspective, who's like, hey, where have you been? You were supposed to be my husband. You've been gone for for, you know, X number of years, I think that injustice also has to be honored. So I don't have really a great way to end this. I just thought this was sort of a very amusing, funny, clever, and uh, really, I think, a great piece of Gumara. So I'm happy that I had the chance to share with you. Thank you all so much for listening. This has been the Daily Daf Differently. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.